So what if your business is in 20 different countries? That's 20 different systems and 20 different legal systems and statutory things. It's starting to get complicated. How the hell are you supposed to have all that experience? You don't. You come to people like us. <laughs> and we'll put exactly the same thing in, in all 20 places. So you can move your people around wherever you want, and it's exactly the same system. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Rick Ivanovich. Rick, excited to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gresh. Uh, and before we start, I'd like to share a, a quick core belief that I hold uh, pretty deep. And that's we all have the potential to be architects of change. In, in the era, in the world that we live in, it, it's defined by constant transformation. And our task is not just to keep up, but to actively shape the path forward. Now, and if I look at myself, I started stacking shelves and learning the ropes of people management as a trainee in a supermarket chain back in the UK. And then I switched to immersing myself into the more precise world of counting, and then later navigating the constantly evolving landscapes of, of tech and humans. So my story really demonstrates the power of transformation and continuous learning and the significant impact each one of us can make. So every single day, our actions, whether they be big or whether they be teeny tiny small, they do shape our future. And as we discuss stuff today, I want everyone listening to remember, you are your brand. And every single decision that you make is part of the unique story that you are crafting for yourself. How you react, how you adapt, and how you innovate in the face of all this change that's happening to us will define your story and your legacy. So this belief, inspiring each of us to aim for consistently higher achievement, is the cornerstone of my work. It's my life purpose, actually. So as we dive into our conversation today, Gresh, let's not just think about adapting to change, but about how we can define the change. After all, when we embrace our unique qualities and we strive for personal growth, we're not just participants but we're catalysts in our ever-changing business as unusual. So let's get started, Gresh. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate that. And before we actually jump into the interview and hear a little bit more about your story and all the awesome things you're doing, I want to read a little bit more about Rick so you can hear about some of those awesome things. Rick is a serial entrepreneur, sought-after speaker, and accountant with over 40 years of experience leading companies to growth and success. As a founder of TRG International, a multi-million dollar global consulting firm, Rick has helped ho top hotel chains and Fortune 500 companies across the globe to implement financial management and accounting systems, both on-premise and in the cloud to optimize operations. He is passionate about sharing his business insights evidenced by his USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestsellers and his latest book, Business as Unusual. 
Rick is renowned for his ability to blend business acumen with techniques to inspire and transform professionals for consistently higher achievement. And his influence spans the globe from his home in Vietnam, where he has lived for 30 plus years, to his speaking engagements worldwide. And Rick's life story showcases his unrelenting commitment to empowering businesses and individuals to reach beyond their full potential. And like Rick even touched on, I, I really love the awesome work that he's doing. And really, when I was reading his book and even hearing a little bit of what he said today, just the ability to be able to transform yourself. And as he said in his book, he was an accountant by a trade, but put in a lot of time, work, experience to be able to understand a lot of the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about today. And as I mentioned, wealth of knowledge, wealth of experience, but in his mission, in his book, and also in everything that he does, He's, it reminds me of the phrase of not forgetting about the people part of business, which we can often do when we're talking about all the other aspects of business. And uh, specifically in his book, I love that Rick said, when we're going through this change and this transformation that's happened, and as he talked about, he said that there's nothing normal about it and business remains very unusual. And I think sometimes we can say that let's return to the new normal. That's things and phrases that I've said, but I love that Rick has said, I think we start to take power of over what's happening when we start to, to recognize it for what it is as an unusual and not very normal time. So Rick, excited again to have you on the show, my friend. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, I'm ready, Grush. Far away. Let's get it started then. So to kick everything off, I, I know you touched on it a little bit. I wanted to delve down a little bit deeper, hear a little, little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Ooh, how I get started. Ooh, uh, I, was, I didn't get off to a good start. I always thought I was that sort of straight A student in school. But when it came to taking those final exams, oh, okay, so that's why I found myself stacking shelves in the supermarket chain, because I never quite made it to university. <laughs> the, little did I know, I was actually doing a management trainee program. So at that mature age of 18, <laughs> I was being told how to manage uh, people. And it, I thought it went in one ear and out the other for me. And I felt a bit brain dead. And for, for whatever reason, and I still cannot remember why, I decided I wanted to be, be an accountant. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I went back to a sort of accounting school, night school, distance learning, all that kind of stuff, became a, a professional accountant and started my accounting journey in various companies in multiple industries as an accountant. Long story short, I ended up working for an, uh, eventually an oil company. They dumped me in China, they moved me into China, and then they dragged me down to to where I am standing now, literally 20 meters from where the office was, which is over uh, 33 years ago, to help them out on something. And then I was told, I'm here. <laughs> this is my new posting. I got hijacked. So that, that lasted for a few years. And one of the things I've been doing as an accountant is I'm a systems accountant. For many years, I, I've been into computers and I had been, for the old company I was in, I'd already been implementing accounting systems for them wherever they sent me. I did it in, in, in China, I did it in Vietnam, uh, and since I had nothing else to do, because there was nothing in Vietnam 33 years ago, the vendor asked me, would I like to become partner? I says, I don't know what that is, why not? <laughs> and so I signed an agreement, and I continued selling accounting systems. Now, 30 years later, I'm still doing it. And, and we've sold it literally into 80-plus countries. So that's how it started. I could say I had this wonderful plan, but th that would be a lie. I fell into it. I fell into it. 
I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, so is, is that a lot of what you all are doing at TRG International? Is, is it it's really um, helping to provide those solutions for those businesses and make sure they understand how valuable their most valuable asset, I guess you could say, which is their people? Um, it's not primary. The primary thing we do is still around technology. So it's still accounting systems. Everybody needs an accountant. Uh, all businesses need an accounting system. And what we tend to specialize in is how to deploy the same thing all over the place. Because at the end of the day, we may live wherever we live. And, okay, you're at the States. So, yeah, you may understand the accounting of the States. Wonderful. But the moment you step outside that country and go somewhere else, it's different. Okay? How different is it? It can be really different. So what if your business is in 20 different countries? That's 20 different systems and 20 different legal systems and statutory things. It's starting to get complicated. How the hell are you supposed to have all that experience? You don't. You come to people like us. <laughs> and we'll put exactly the same thing in, in all 20 places. So you can move your people around wherever you want, and it's exactly the same system, and it works exactly the same way, and everything adds up nicely, and we deal with all the 20 different things that are happening. That's what we tend to specialize in, uh, and we can do it all over the place. Nice. I appreciate you sharing that. I almost wonder if that's like part of the, the secret sauce, the thing that makes you and the organization unique. In a lot of cases, you need a specialist who's not cheap to help. Our approach is slightly different. So that we want to make it affordable. So, you know, if you live in London, we live in New York, your purchasing power is like that. So you better be having a price point that's like that. If you are in some lesser developed country, you don't have the same purchasing power. So you should be able to get the same thing at a fraction of the cost. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And you might have already touched on this, but it could be like an app, a book or even a habit that you have. But what's something that you feel like makes you more effective and efficient? To me, my one of my core beliefs myself, I think I, it's my second one, is Kaizen. And my interpretation and application of Kaiser is constant improvement. And the twist that I put on it is not just constant improvement of process, because it's usually in the workplace, like how can we make it better? It's constant improvement of self, otherwise known as lifelong learning. All right. So the aim is that every single day you must learn something. Every single day you must learn something. It's that simple. And I'm a great reader. I love reading. And I devour books. I just absolutely devour them. So I encourage everybody to read every single day. Read 10 pages of book. Read 20 pages of book. If you haven't got a book, if you can't pick it up, you don't want to read it, listen to an audio book. <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I love that. So here's another golden nugget. It's a sort of philosophy that, that I started taking on when I first read it back in, ooh, I think it must have been ooh, 10 years ago or something like that. Uh, actually, in that story, I was, I was at a conference in the States, in, in Waco in Texas, actually, and I was walking across the car park, and my mentor was just walking towards me, and he just handed me a book. I said, what's this? It says, Rick, it's a book. He says, read it. And it's called, it was called The Slight Edge. I said, what is it? I said, it's just, just read it. Just read that thing. So I did. And, and on my on the plane on the way back, I opened the book and 
I read it <laughs> by the time it got to the other end. I, I didn't sleep. And the book's The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Okay. And there's a great quote, which I actually put in the book. It says, for things to change, you've got to change. <laughs> so you, you were talking about that earlier question. That's transformation, right? For things to get better, you've got to get better. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's, well, that's a bit obvious. Uh, it's, this is the key thing. It says, it's easy to do, but it's easy not to do. And what he's talking about there is is the these little since the changes are so small that we can do we could we're making choices all the time should I do this should I not do this okay and it's easy to do it and it's easy not to do it there you go I, so I, thanks I, for indulging me appreciate <laughs> so truly appreciate that so speaking of that. What would you consider to be your answer to my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO? And our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So, Rick, what does being a CEO mean to you? Tough one. Here where I am in Vietnam, a lot of people say that CEO means chief entertainment officer, entertainment officer. Culture here is a little bit different. I'm a Brit, obviously. So I can't. I'm different already from the States. (laughs) the, The culture is different. So it's. Chief entertainment officer, we're trying to keep everybody entertained, trying to keep the staff, trying to keep our employees entertained all the time. I think I I look at it at two things. To be a chief everything officer, as in this is my company, and I built it up starting with one person, me, okay? And I prided myself for many, many years that I could do every single job in the company because I had done it. Okay, which seemed obvious, right? Seemed obvious until in the last 12 months when I've been doing all this work on myself, again, because of this long COVID, which it didn't just stop me running. Okay, it, I have other issues. Okay, my smell has gone, my taste has gone, or it's, it's about 70, 70% now. And then someone's pointed out to, hey, it's your business. I know it's very big, it's your business and you love working, but you're not supposed to be working in the business, you're supposed to be working on the business. And so I've switched now to bringing in the right people to do the business better than I can. And so I see myself more of a chief evangelist officer. So I'm more of the face of the company. I'm the one who's there to try and lift everybody up, utilize my coaching skills, my people skills, uh, because I can see the good in people. I can see the potential in people. So yeah. I see it as a, a chief a chief evangelist because I just feel that that's the role that, that I personally uh, uh, should be for them. It fits me. Yeah, I, I love that definition and, and that perspective, that evangelism. So Rick, truly appreciate that. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now was pass you the mic, so to speak just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find out about your book and all the awesome things that you're working on. Okay. So uh, listeners who are interested in continuing this conversation and learning maybe more about me or exploring more insights from my journey or want to know more about my book, <laughs> the best place is go to my website, which is my name, rickivanovich.com. Okay. Also, I'm a fan of LinkedIn, and you can find me there. Just search for my name, 
Rick Ivanovich. And I believe there is only one person with that name on LinkedIn. I appreciate you, Rick. And of course, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes to make it even easier. Even though there's only one Rick Ivanovich out there, we're still going to make it even easier for people to find you. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks very much, Rick. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.